This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! And look at Gilbert! He's ready! Oh, yeah! It's going to be the biggest battleground in the history of our sport. We can't do that anymore because it's not that it's not that opening anymore, is it? Oh. It's just it's just a very sensible Tony Schiavone going. Welcome to Nitro, folks. He'll he'll, he'll get into it. <laughs> he'll he'll get, relax. He'll, he'll find his ready. groove. Yeah. He'll give us. He'll, he'll realize that he's long. secretly a whale. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome along to the Cold Roller Classic Nitro review. A whale of an episode as we go back to 1996 watching every episode of Monday Nitro from the very beginning to its bitter end who be we I be fake Geordie and bitter end radio presenter without portfolio Tom Campbell with resident cultaholic WCW kid and Mr. Sam Driver right. you've had a lovely haircut thank you I like it cheers it's nice I, I had to get uh, it's a bleach it again because if I didn't bleach it again I would have had frosted tips because I had the haircut why wouldn't in. you want frosted tips because I'm not a man from 2003 Tom <laughs> I don't have a body warmer fleece and an <laughs> index catalogue. And- <laughs> oh, remember index? <laughs> remember Bob Rill and index catalogues. Remember, I used to have a lovely night in reading the index and they were having a cup of bovril with me brass hands. I fold over all the pages with all the things I wanted on it, <laughs> like the PlayStation 1. Oh, stop giving us those juicy memories of times gone by. It's nice how everybody in the other office is slowly becoming blonde. Or well, you say everybody. Adam Adam bleached his hair. I know. Yeah. And then you've bleached yours again, freshen yours up. Yeah. I think Pierce is a, a natural blonde. No. He's gone a bit blonde. No. In my head. In your head, yeah. In my head, he's blonde. I don't know what goes on in your fucking head, mate. Dan's blonde. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, he's Stop blonde. reading too much into downstairs politics. It doesn't concern you, <laughs> smelly upstairs people. Hey, uh, hey, look, we are many things upstairs. We are not smelly. We're many things. <laughs> Ross, make sure of it. He's a very clean man. In the just because it's a nice smell doesn't mean you're not smelly. 
Oh, yeah. Deep. That's deep, that is. Walking around smelling like fresh meadows and cotton. <laughs> yeah. I bumped into you in Tesco last you night. You did, yeah. That was a nice surprise for yeah, all involved. Yeah, it was all right. I was buying toilet roll and ibuprofen. I was buying beer. I feel like we're at different points in our lives. <laughs> 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 I don't know what you mean. I was having a brilliant night. It's like I just got a new TV, so it's just like, it's just, just some beers and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I tell you, girl. Yeah. Uh, I, I went for a big amber light boy. So it, it does all the crazy fucking lighting behind it. Deeply sexual. Want to like drop a load of acid and watch just like 10 hours of a, of a weird like, um, what do you call it? Like a fractal spiral, like a psychedelic spiral. I think that'd blow my mind. Ooh. It would just go up the walls. That's going to be a nice weekend for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we just set an alarm like for Monday just to ring you and make sure that no, you snapped out of it? No, no, no. If I'm here, it was meant to be. <laughs> Sam's been gone If not, check the now. meadows nearby. <laughs> Where he is frolicking. I'll just be running around. <laughs> did you get a chance to meet the wonderful professor Nick Harrison? I did, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad you did. I, yeah, I'm glad you did. At the North. At the North. We went for a drink in the afternoon, Tom, with you. I never at North, did you? Oh, yeah. Did you see him at North? Yeah, yeah. Because I know we had a drink Yeah, I said, I got to say goodbye to him. Then you're like, did you get to meet him? Of course you did, because of the wonderful Tom Campbell, who brought him to the office. That's why I thought we were going with it. I mean, there is that. <laughs> There is that. No, well. yeah, he was right. What a guy, really, isn't he? Really he's cool. Lovely. Really, really sound. You may have seen Professor Nick Harrison. He does uh, the stuff on TikTok where he recreates wrestlers' entrances. And uh, he's got over like a million followers on there mm. now. He's in the UK doing some stuff. And he said, I want to head over to Newcastle. And we talked about, Matthew and I talked about this on SmackDown, the SmackDown review on Friday. But it's the, I love how when an American comes over and they go, oh, it's two hours to Newcastle. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, fine. No worries. Yeah. I'll see you in a bit. But it's like, it's like, Consequently, if you're a British person, you've got to get to like the West Coast and it's like, okay, you're going to land in North Carolina and then you're going to fly out to the West Coast. You get back on the fucking plane and it's like another eight hours or some <laughs> shit. It's just, how big do you want to be, America? How big do you want? Why haven't we got faster travel yet? We had Concord. What was the problem with that? It was loud and it crashed a lot, but it was loud. <laughs> Ah. All right, it was noisy it's nose and did people this. died. Yeah, it's nose did this. I was cool. That was the future. Now <laughs> we're back to fucking 737s. <laughs> A nodding dog We've got that. tellies in the back issue. of the screens. But yeah, I don't know. It feels like if somebody invented the car today, it would never be allowed. Mm. So we're missing out on all this crazy tech. Like, why haven't we got future tubes yet? Like in Futurama. Oh, I'd love a future tube. Or like Miracle Boing from 2000 AD. Just stick it on your shoes and bounce wherever you need to go. I'm sure we've got springy shoes now. Or at least like street, no, because street travelators are just a bad fucking idea. People are just monstrous. It would just, they'd, they'd be broken immediately. They do, yeah. We, yeah. we can't be trusted with nice things, unfortunately. I feel like Uber will invent the first street tubes. And then they'll just quietly go, thank you, Uber drivers. Uh, we don't need you now. No, we don't need you. We need like half of you to be tube maintenance people, but that's about it. Mm, that's the future we live in, team. That's the world we live in now. <laughs> It's pretty scary that Uber could just change its entire business model and the staff would pretty much be forced to either go with it or find something else. Yeah. They, I mean, I was yeah. chatting to an Uber driver the other day and they just, they changed the policies like on the regular. And yeah, they it's, almost, go, oh, it's, it's almost a policy now. It's almost like YouTube. We see you. But don't worry, we're safe and sound here on our Acast server. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking we're looking over the brow of the hill at the, at the, at the, at the burning fire that is YouTube sometimes. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a it's a wonderful Wonderful time. We're sat in the ACAS. I'm, I'm, I'm clutching my verified tick for as long as I've got it. 
Who gives a shit about verification? I now, don't. I don't. Do, you, do you care so much about Twitter? I go on there now and it just makes me angry. I barely interact. I barely tweet. Mm. Like from the outside, it must just look like I, I, I've just stopped existing. <laughs> uh, but it, it's just, yeah, man. Like Instagram's just, here's how perfect my life is being thrown in your face, plus adverts for shit you don't need. Facebook is just give us all of your data, plus we're going to drive Oculus into the ground. Come and use our VR world. There's 10 whole people on it. Uh, Twitter is just Elon Musk burning his own reputation and stirring up political fervor. And every time you go on, it's like World War Three's happening. I just think we need to just offline, just just offline now. Mm. Can we just stop? Can we just, just go back to just, just remember, remember corded telephones, Tom? Remember? Couldn't leave the house for those fuckers. <laughs> you could. But you, you could just, you could just be anonymous. <laughs> just, just close that front door, lock it, and I'm away. Nobody can find me. You know what? We can't completely go back to a, a simpler time, but we can at least for the next 60 minutes or so. Yeah. As we go back to June the 10th, 1996. Uh, in... I'm not sure I like this, Tom. <laughs> you uh, of, all the, of all the times you could have taken me back to, Grunge is dead. Well, what's, what's, the, what's the point? 96. 96. PlayStation's already out. That's all right. We've missed the launch. Saturn's dying on its ass. But don't worry, Dreamcast's on the way. Oh, that's I, sad. It's true, though. Yeah, you could have, we could have gone back and stopped John F. Kennedy getting killed, seeing what would have been different. But no, we're, we're back to watch a Nitro. I'd have, I'd, have, <laughs> I'd have gone back in time and said, don't do those levels in Sonic Adventure when you're Knuckles and you have to find three bits of Emerald because they're really tedious. I'd go back to 15 minutes before Mr. Bovril arrived at the, at the, 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 the patent office. And I would, I would submit a patent for something called Bovril. And I've already struck in a deal with Argentina for a whole town uh, to, to name after my new original business venture. And then I watched the Bovril family just fall apart <laughs> as I sat there with my big top hat made of beef stock. <laughs> Mr. Bovril's son follows you into the time warp uh, and then comes out the other side and knows history's gone wrong because there's your face on a massive wall in Argentina. And he's all of a sudden presenting wrestling videos. <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh yeah, big Bovril would be a thing. Like you ever seen uh, the, the, the Virgin Films 1984 adaptation of 1984? With like Richard Burton's big face everywhere, just like Big Brother is watching you. It is Big, big Bovril is watching you with me just going. That's that's consume, yeah. consume, consume. Yeah, you know, uh, Bovril was always at war with Vegemite, and then you change it. Bovril was always friends with Vegemite. Bovril was always at war with Marmite. And you just keep the people guessing. Just keep changing the rules. Yeah, change all of the newspapers, change all the library books. Everything's about Bovril. Your morning cup of Bovril, and here is the news for the day. Yeah, we'll yeah. build a big wall around the perimeter of the country because it's now a country, and we're going to call. We're just going to build out a Bovril. So they're going to. Oh, so we're just talking about one country, and we're just going to feed them all lies. Yeah, we're going to basically build a, a Bovril utopia. Okay. I wouldn't call it lying, Tom. I'd say it's re-education uh, in the sense that. You know, it, it's, it's kind of changing the whole education system from the top down. Why do you need to learn about space travel and fucking Pluto and the moon and shit when you can just be worried about Bovril? Would you maybe have them at odds with South Bovril? Maybe, maybe. But that seems very uh, divisive and it may lead to an uprising where they team up together to take me down. Oh, So I need the, the Bovril copters out with the, and the Bovril engines with the hoses I think full of hot as, Bovril. As long as you feed the right news, I think North Bovril and South Bovril will never really I think, come I, together. Look, I think, I think that my experience with Tropico will allow me to become <laughs> a, a very good island dictator of a Bovril. When we launch our space program, you know, that's, that's when we'll start learning about the moon. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> the, or the bovril. Which is made of, yeah, bovril. Every word is bovril now. <laughs> it's all I in the inflection. The it's all in the inflection. Far more confusing. <laughs> I like the idea Road of Road signs, back. bovril, five miles. Bovril, ten miles. <laughs> bovril, ten bovrils. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Fucking smurfs. The ten is made out of bovrils. Like, it, it's, it's just the text bovril, with, but it just forms the shape of the number. You've changed time. It's now 497 bovrils equal one hour. Yeah, and it's like it's like 63 bovrils equals a bovril that then equals a bovril. Everyone's just tired and angry and confused. That's all right. I've got the perfect product for them. Pep them up, get them full of energy. Oh, what's it called? Bovril. <laughs> Uh, in this particular year of 1990 Bovril, the Bovrils with Killing Me Bovril uh, are number one in the UK charts. Bovril focuses on Bovril me softly. <laughs> Bovril me softly. Oh, why was that never the slogan? Meet me at the Bovril uh, from Bovril Thugs and Harmony was number one in the US charts. Still. Uh, I know. Still Bovril and in there. Uh, up Bovril and Personal uh, was number one in the UK movie charts. Uh, new number one US movie, The Bovril, better known as The Rock. If you smell! Oh, Sean Connery, fucking, yeah. Connery, Cage, and Ed Harris. What a movie. The Pentagon assigns a team compromising of FBI chemist, an SAS captain, a team of SEALs. (laughs) Dramatic movie trailer. (laughs) They break into Alcatraz. There they go. A rogue general and a rogue group of Marines have seized all the tourists on the island. They're turning it all into fucking Bovril. It's the the plot of your Bovril (laughs) initiative. Yeah, threatened to launch Bovril rockets filled with Bovril upon Bovril Francisco. Yeah. Unless the US government pay 100 million Bovrils. Look, look, you know, when you go to the, the, the city of San Francisco and you say whatever the fuck that big curly windy street is, I don't know. Bovril like, Avenue. The, Bovril Avenue. And you look at that and they won't flood it with Bovril and turn it into the world's first Bovril slide. <laughs> then fuck them. Fucking a Bovril fuck slide. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is going to happen to the water parks? Wet and Bovril. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's take, it take me nine hours to get down the Bovril slide. Well, it slide. can't be too watery. It's too viscous. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you nobody wants watery Bovril. Come on. It's too fucking you viscous. Can. You get your money's worth. If there's only three slides in the park, it's going to take you about six hours to get down all three of them. You get fucking burn marks on your ass. <laughs> you wouldn't. Because you've rubbed against the concrete beneath. No, be too no, thick. But then if you put too much Bovril, bovril is in, a very good lubricant when it comes to things like machinery. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Do not Slip attempt slide, to use Bovril use as bovril. a lubricant. I'm just Tom Campbell is endorsing Bovril as a personal lubricant. Oh no! Oh. Um, and he says oh. you should all do it right now. I, Sam Driver, I'm oh. uh, advising against that. But Tom is saying get the Bovril up in there, um, and 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 happy Bovril him. Can you please not stick your dick in a Bovril? <laughs> in but the in my the name, perfect size. I, that's why I'm worried now. <laughs> it's just I'm worried that people might have the the wrong idea. God. <laughs> The inbox is just flooded with just dicks covered in bovril. This is not the future I asked for. I smell like you fucked a cow. Oh, fucking hell. There's going to be people tuning in not knowing what the fuck we're talking about. I love the idea that this is someone's first classic Nitro (laughs) review. And we are, what, quarter of an hour in? And they're like, we've had bovril dictatorship. When do you talk about Nitro? Yeah. You know. Spoilers, we don't. (laughs) 
1996, on June the 10th, England beat Scotland 2-0 at yes. Wembley in the Euros. Football's coming home. News this week that um, there is a UK and Ireland bid for Euro 2028, mm. which will feature games played at Newcastle United St. James's Park. Yeah. Fun story. Football's coming home. Uh, Netherlands and Scotland drew at Villa Park in Birmingham. I bet the Netherlands were delighted to be in Birmingham in this particular week as the Euros get underway. I wonder if that will change the charts. We'll find out next week. Maybe. Mm. In the boring world of wrestling, uh, the Wrestling Observer reports on the the stranger-than-fiction story of Brian Pillman and the latest chapter being that you know how Pillman tricked Bischoff into giving him his notice, his, yeah. his, his release, so he could go and like do some stuff with ECW, but I'll definitely be it's back. It's a work shoot, bro, but it's we're going to work the guys as well. It's a work shoot. We're going to work everybody, Bish. Just me and you, Bish. Me and you, Bish. Take it on the whole world, Bish. Dave Meltzer's not going to know what to report, Bish. Give me my release. And he was like, yeah, this is genius. We cross now on the 7th of June to Stamford, where Brian Pillman... <laughs> in front of a press conference, is signing his brand new contract for the World Wrestling Federation. Which is phenomenal because Pillman features in tonight's episode of Nitro in yep. a video package. Uh, now, Pillman's contract, as, as we know, he was released from it. Um, two days following the release, he suffered a Humvee accident near his home in Cincinnati, which we talked mm. about. Despite this, WWF uh, see value in having Brian Pillman on the books. So they bring him in where we get footage on Raw of the press conference. An emotional Brian. It's, it's a really interesting situation. Because mm. Very emotional Brian Pillman says how grateful and honored he is to be part of the World Wrestling Federation. That's all we see on Raw. Yeah. Then photos emerge afterwards of him absolutely fucking going going off on the press yeah. stood where he was so obviously when the cameras went off whether they shot something else where he's just fucking screaming at everybody it's brilliant and he, and he will be uh, a joy to watch on Raw he will just turn up at random points on Raw and Superstars and just talk talk in such an aggressive tone that is not becoming of the new generation era that it just pings off the page yeah for as long as, as Raw lasts Jesus he made the wrong decision there Nitro was the good horse to back <laughs> WCW come on <laughs> How could you make such a foolish error and jump to the WWF? <laughs> what a silly, silly boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, sad, it's, it's been a bad week for WCW uh, uh, on that front, but also they've mm. fallen out with Pierre Houlet and Jacques Rougeau. Uh, there's heat with them who's set to start in July. Apparently, they're upset because WCW hasn't been giving them the support they agreed to with this large stadium show they want to do in Montreal. Uh, WCW didn't want to take the risk of running a 60,000-seat stadium in a market they have no history in. And Rougeau's like, fucking hell, come on. They want to do a show and I want to beat Hogan in the main I'm event. I'm fucking Rougeau. Give me yeah. the venue. It, that, that's literally, it, it's proper, if you build it, they will come shit when it comes to the Rougeau brothers. Mm. Like, it will just sell out. It yeah. just will. It, it's it's odd, but it just will. Exactly, <laughs> especially in that market. Uh, this is a, this is a series of unfortunate events for Rougeau. He's been wanting to do a stadium show uh, since like the early nineties. They sold out the forum for his retirement show in ninety four. And, uh, and he's up, right up for it since then. He approached the WWF with doing something at a stadium. And they said, no, again, we don't think we could sell a stadium at this point. And that's part of the reason why he left the company. And now he's going, right, now in WCW, give me a stadium show, you cowards. And he they're launches, like, oh, no. He launches his own promotion not long after this, I think, as well, doesn't he? Which is, uh, is it Loot 2000? Or? That's, uh, yeah. yes. Um, or is that? I think that is him and yeah. Ray. Or yeah, him, and, him and Jacques. Yeah. Pretty sure this happens from here. So I think he just goes, sod it, I'll build my own promotion with Blackjack and Hookers. Yeah. Like good for The you. Bender route. <laughs> the Bender route. Uh, one of the biggest WCW house shows takes place this week as well. 
Nice. In the same week. Uh, so uh, it's a tribute show to uh, Elio Di Paolo, who was a Buffalo area wrestler. Uh, but, also, but when he retired from wrestling, became a name uh, in the restaurant circuit. He has a very popular restaurant that was built there. He passed away in 1995 after a car accident. Uh, and uh, the show was put on by his son to raise money for the local children's hospital. And WCW were like, yeah, we, we, we know of the legacy mm-hmm. uh, of Elio De Paolo. We will be happy to get involved with the show. This brings us Wrestling at the Ord, which is a combination WCW house show and Legends event. 14,852 turned Oof. up and paid. Uh, filling out the 16,000 seat arena pretty much almost perfectly uh, making almost $200,000 in tickets raised for the children's hospital now this show at the beginning uh, is randomly a martial arts demonstration <laughs> why not why not chuck it a bit we're of about to fucking have that all over nitro anyway with glacier it's true. So Glacier's matches may as well have been, you know, oh, look, there was two boards in the ring. One of them is one board. One of them is two boards. And underneath a blanket, there's a special third one, which is three boards. Watch him break all three boards. That would have probably been more over. <laughs> it probably would have been. <laughs> and they got Ernest Miller in there and Bischoff doing it as well. Yeah, there you go. Have been. Yeah. Why weren't we booking this? Uh, we then moved into a tribute to DePaolo that was led by Bruno Sammartino. Uh, first time he's been uh, associated with WCW, I think, ever. Mm. It's quite exciting, that pre-NWA and all that. Uh, other stars attended as well to pay their respects, including Gene Kaniski, uh, Johnny Powers, uh, Angelo Mosca, uh, Angelo Poffo was there. Uh, Kurt Von Hess, Mario Fratelli, Woody Johnson, a lot of local names, given a lot of local love. Now, despite the event being for charity and a tribute, there were politics because, of course, uh, Hulk Hogan was asked to appear at the show, uh, but he said, no, Bruno Sammartino's there. I ain't going. I don't like Bruno. <laughs> don't want to talk about Bruno. No, is that because no, no. Bruno built his body natty and was like, I don't like steroids <laughs> and I don't like fake wrestlers? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Hogan. Bruno's from a time like the, the thing to kind of note here is like back in the day, like you had to have actual wrestling credentials to be world champion for most promoters. So Hogan was never AWA champion because the like Ganya saw him as, as more of an entertainer. He wasn't a wrestler. He couldn't get in there and stretch somebody to death. Um, and he didn't have that background in amateur or anything else. So I don't know if it's residual holdover from that, but I, I love the fact that Bruno could have probably battered him <laughs> to fuck <laughs> had he been there. Probably Hogan was a bit nervous about that, wasn't he? Yeah, just Bruno would have just kind of gone, just <laughs> pulled his arm off with like, he just. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do Thunder in Paradise, brother. No, we're going to have to cancel it. <laughs> Killer Kowalski wanted to be there. He was a close friend of DePaolo. However, mm. Kowalski has an affiliation with the WWF, and he was worried that uh, because at this point it's getting very nasty between WWF and WCW, by yeah. him being at a WCW event, it might affect his livelihood. So he had to miss an event for his mate, which which really, really sucks. Mm. Um, also, the DePaolo family had originally come up with the idea for the show. They wanted to work with the WWF to begin with. Oh. Uh, but a deal was put together by uh, by WCW announcer Mike Tenay to say, we'll do it for you. WCW guaranteed a figure of $50,000 for the event, uh, with much of the remainder going to local charities. So because of the success of the event, Dennis DePaolo, the son, uh, was able to put together the remainder going to local char- uh, a second legend show for Buffalo the following year. Now, let's run down the show. Um, let's run down the results for this one very quick. Um, 
We had a, a random uh, match between Pee Wee Jones and Farmer Pete, who were famous small people wrestlers from the 70s. Okay. That was how we opened the night. Uh, we had Missing Link. Remember him? Yeah, I remember the Missing Link. He's in action. He lost to Gino Brito. Uh, Dominic DiNucci was wrestling along with Tony Parisi. Uh, they faced Bruiser Bedlam and Bullwhip Danny Johnson. Legends night, baby. DDP and Alex Wright got the WCW action started. Uh, one of the better matches of the evening. Conan and Big Bubba had a match. Yeah, I can see that working nicely. Beefy boys didn't do too bad. VK Wall Street was there facing Desperado Joe Gomez. More on him later. <laughs> uh, in what was described as the best match of the night, the Nasty Boys beat the public enemy in a Buffalo Street fight. Uh, and it was just carnage. We will visit something like this in our show today. Yeah. It wasn't so well received. Luger versus Jim Duggan. And Luger won. Duggan taking a rare loss uh, after he missed a tackle and got pinned with the Who old... Who does Duggan runner. think he is? I know. Yeah. <laughs> he deserves that loss. I'm just going to single him out this week. Duggan, you deserve that loss. <laughs> Don't go after Duggan. Who bless do you him. think you are? With your wrist tape and your hard fist that you punch people with He's... and your bit of wood. What's the wood about, Jim? <laughs> What's the what about, Jim? Careful, he's healthy and he was in Scotland recently. <laughs> what wasn't in Newcastle, though. Yeah, no, that's not far. <laughs> it's not far, for an American especially. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's an afternoon out. Uh, Randy I'm Savage. I'm just going to leave just, <laughs> two by four. <laughs> Smashed in the face <laughs> of the two before. Whereas my dad called it a 4 by 2 um, Randy Savage had Anzo Poffo in his corner when he beat mm. Ric Flair, who had the Destroyer in his corner. Nice. Uh, the Giant beat uh, Sting in the main event to retain the WCW title. There was a DQ finish. Fucking DQ running bollocks he finished at a fucking house show for charity. Gotta be. You gotta do it. That's... Gotta leave them wanting more. <laughs> <laughs> leave us wanting less, please. I beg you. Uh, we're deep into the two-hour night show era now, and uh, these are bulky shows. So we'll, we'll go through what happened on Nitro this week. Uh, there's some key points to speak as we go. But the first hour, as we said, live on TNT, it's Tony Schiavone and Mike Tanay. And Tony's still stunted. We're not the... Yeah. It, it's, Tony, it, but yeah. Both sides of the show feel like they're very different shows. So you kind of have the more direct... Um, I feel it's more sporting for the first hour. And then it sort of gets to the, the more entertainment side of it. In the second hour, Shivani and today not allowed to sit at the big boys' table. They have to stand by the ring until they, they deserve. Until they learn. Yeah. <laughs> You've earned that. They're there that basically make sure Eric gets a lie in. Right. <laughs> Let's not forget that. <laughs> Bischoff just currently just scrubbing his balls backstage, getting ready to go out. Oh, he's still at the hotel downtown. Oh, he's still like, in his dressing gown. He ain't going to be there. No. <laughs> he doesn't run the show or anything. Jesus. Of course he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Great American Bash is on Sunday. All eyes on the bash. What will change going into this Sunday's pay-per-view? Not much, but we'll do it two hours to find will, out anyway. What will be hype that's massive for this pay-per-view and then not deliver at all? It's probably the biggest storyline we've got going right now. <laughs> Spoiler, they do. <laughs> Opening match for tonight. Well, first we get a recap of Sting and Scott Hall's showdown from last week. And yeah. he's saying, I've got a big surprise I'm bringing with me. For this, for next week. And as Tony tells us, it's Unabomb. It's Unabomb oh. from Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Could you? That'd be lovely. Scott Hall and Kane. <laughs> to a point where we now no longer get Kane. But then Kevin Nash goes back as Diesel. No, Kevin Nash becomes Kane. Oh, he, comes, he becomes Kane, doesn't he? Yeah. You must go out there and be Kane now. Yeah. Kane Van Nash. Kane Van Nash. <laughs> That'd be a lovely alternative timeline. <laughs> 
but we don't get it because the world is cruel and cold. Your brother, the Undertaker, you were sleeping in your truck and he set it on fire. <laughs> it turns out Diesel and Taker were brothers all along. They've both got brown hair and beards. The, no wonder How it didn't we know? <laughs> and no wonder it went up in such a flame. His name's Diesel. Oh! <laughs> The emotional scars. <laughs> I call myself Diesel because that's what I was covered in when Guntaker set me on fire. Me and my brother. Isn't that right, Petrol? <laughs> Scott Hall is Petrol. <laughs> Hello, I'm Petrol. <laughs> <laughs> Why wasn't Scott Hall called Petrol? <laughs> Diesel and Petrol. <laughs> and a manager called Unleaded. He's got to get gasoline in there somewhere. Somebody think- just called Gas. <laughs> No, we need the smallest person possible. Uh, you, you need a really scrawny wrestler who's going to be named after the steroids. <laughs> oh, it would be... Um, Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, Dwayne Gil. Gil. He's, I'm thinking yeah. he was knocking around at this point, Dwayne Gil. Do you think at any point in a, in a meeting, somebody said, we can't call him Diesel in the WCW office. We can't call Kevin Nash Diesel. And somebody went, petrol? Well, no, they would have gone gasoline. Oh, or yeah. petroleum. Rubbish, or aluminum. It? Rubbish. It's petrol and diesel and the weird red one nobody uses, all right? <laughs> the weird red one. And you one get another green uses. one for the unleaded that's fancy, but I mean, I don't know if your car can actually taste the difference <laughs> between them. You'd have to ask your car. It's better for your car, though, and it's better for the world because it's got a flower on it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we, we spend a lot of time digging that up out of the ground and then mm. sucking it up with a big straw and then shipping it all the way around here. The least you can do is pay the more expensive one. Yeah. Go yeah. for the expensive dinosaur Yes. Yeah. Your cowards. <laughs> Um, Booker T versus Scott Steiner is our opening match. Fun factoid, Sam Driver. The next time these two meet in an opening match, it'll be in five years on the last ever episode of Monday Night. Bam, bam, bam. They will have the last world title match on WCW television. Yeah. There you go. Very nice. We get a little dry run tonight. These two, aren't they beautifully matched? Yeah. I re- I liked it. I I think it was um it was a good I think it was a good way to start. It felt very much like uh Booker was really trying to bring that offense but Scott just kept getting that that one foot forward just beforehand. So it was kind of nice and close. Uh, but I think it was—it sort of went the expected way. One it? of the one of the stories of this one that was mentioned on commentary was the fact that they were both stopping and doing a little bit of hot dogging and grandstanding, yeah. taking too long, and the other would claim advantage. Mm. Booker doing a little bit of posing, whoop-pam! Double underhook driver from Scott Steiner. Steiner's doing a little bit of posing, whoop-pam! There's Booker T. Steiner's getting on the mic to talk about the benefits of the University of Michigan. Booker <laughs> T. <laughs> He should have known not to. He should have known not to. Uh, Stein, uh, Booker misses a top rope splash to finish. I was hoping it'd be a Harlem hangover. Mm. It was a top rope splash, a swan dive, as uh, Zabisco calls it on commentary. I called him Mike Tanay earlier. It's Larry Zabisco. Uh, Steiner follows up with an overhead belly to belly and gets the win off the overhead belly to belly. So I thought it was a quick cheeky surprise. Yeah, cheeky, it was sort of. Surprise. It wasn't how I was expecting to go. He missed a Frankensteiner, and that was kind of like oh oh yes. oh, and then it was like, is Booker going to capitalise? And then uh, it was very quickly. Avoid the, the spinning kick and ba-boom. Ah, ba-boom. Uh, as Steiner's heading back up the ramp, Mean Gene, who lives there, chats with him. Uh, we're getting the Steiners versus Fire and Ice at the Great American Bash, which I'm up for. Four beefy boys having a big old fight. As Steiner talks it up, he's interrupted by Deborah McMichael, apologizes, and says she needs to speak to Mean Gene urgently. Steiner agrees, because he is a gentleman. <laughs> Deborah is worried about her husband, uh, Stephen. 
not that one, and Kevin Green. At the American Bash, she's worried that Stephen might go crazy and hurt someone permanently. The crowd respond by cheering loudly. That's what you want. You're watching wrestling for violence, right? (laughs) Are you? It seems that's I'm watching wrestling for violence. It's the 90s. I'm watching wrestling to watch somebody get nailed in the face with a chair and for just big muscly blokes to go and throw each other everywhere. feel bad for Deborah here because she says, I'll take responsibility if someone gets hurt. Why do you feel bad? She's to blame. Because... <laughs> Because she was just sat there ringside and Flair was going, well, right, darling, right. I don't know. There's some Rick Flair is our builder. There's some interesting, right, there's interesting theories through commentary this evening that maybe Flair paid for Deborah's ticket out. So maybe it is all Deborah's fault, mm. right? Bobby the Brain Heenan is always on the money. He's oh, never wrong. Oh, he doesn't have a single uh, you know, thing that he's trying to push <laughs> as the main narrative. Of course not. All Deborah's fault. Mean Gene says that Ric Flair is at fault for provoking Mongo. Deborah's not to blame, but Deborah asks Oakland if she can somehow try and organize a meeting between all four pies and get the whole silly thing called off. <laughs> sure, come with me. And they're all—they're both in the snorkels under the pool and like under the table. And you just see a reshoot of all of that. Classic. Th- She's like, sure. He's like, sure. I can get you a meeting. Hands her the card for the WCW hotline. Just give that a call. <laughs> oh Christ! Yeah, make sure you call the bill payer before you do so. Because Jesus Christ, you'll be remortgaging to find out what happened. <laughs> Deborah, do you pay the phone bill in your house? Yes, I do. Well, have I got a number for you? <laughs> if you just call this, give it 40 odd minutes, there is a bit of a hold line. And it's just Gene just doing along a song for 40 minutes before telling her he couldn't get the meeting. <laughs> Hangs up. If you didn't ask the bill payer, naughty naughty, but me and Gene forgives you. <laughs> uh, next match, Jim Powers rocking into WCW, making his WCW debut. He mm. was back in the 80s. He was in the WWF, part of the Young Stallions with three Paul Roma. Is this his overall WCW debut or is it just yeah. his Nitro debut? WCW debut ah. because he was in the WWF uh, from sort of the mid to the late yeah, yeah. 90s. He did world-class championship wrestling. I think he did back uh, into the WWF for a bit as well. He did. Uh, he had a cup of coffee in ECW and a few indies around the circuit and then he landed here. So here he is, Jim Powers, a journeyman of wrestling, taking on the Lord of the Ring, Diamond Dallas Page. And this match is for the, the ring, the Lord yeah. of the Ring ring, which is now, I guess, a floating title. Sort of, yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of like a, a thing to win. Uh, DDP is defending it against Marcus Bagwell, uh, uh, the great American bash. If mm-hmm. he can get past Jim Powers, though. I've got a feeling he might be able to get past journeyman wrestler Jim Powers. Well, who are you to doubt Jim Powers? He'd say he, he, he's in control <laughs> off the off. the off. Page is complaining about his tights being pulled on a few occasions, mm. trying to get the ref on his side. But... We should have a fucking word with Dave Taylor later in the night. There's oh. a point where Dave Taylor literally just grabs Duggan right by like the meat and two veg and the trunks and just goes whoop and just yanks him halfway into a corner and you just see just full on pant pull. We nearly see a bit of Jim's Duggins. <laughs> um, this uh, powers overpowersing DDP through most mm. of this. However, DDP takes control again with a lovely neck snap, which is like a float, almost like an ace crusher type neck yeah. snap and a double underhook backbreaker. However, Jim Powers will not be denied. He is fucking 
battering DDP's head into the corner for he's, ages. He's getting a lot of fighting for somebody who is probably there to kind of do the job, right? So it's good because it's not like, hey, this is Jim Powers. He's going to be an enhancement guy. It's, hey, this is Jim Powers. Look at what he can do. Mm. So I, I quite like that he's getting that kind of... The, the thing with this for me was it was a lot more explosive at the blocks than the first one was, even though the first one was something I was expecting that was going to be a hell of a lot more explosive than this. Mm. So... Yeah, I, I feel this one had like a bit of better rhythm to it. And uh, just as Powers looks like he's about to take control once again and put him away, he goes for an Irish whip and Page gives him a back elbow and then lands a lovely diamond cutter, gets the one, two, three. He retains the ring. And I realise as the ref is handing DDP the ring, like why we always have a belt, like a big belt, because yeah. it's, it's such a striking visual to hold a belt up. It's holding a, a ring doesn't have the yeah, same Yeah, it's, it's a trophy, right? You need to be able... It, it's like holding a giant fucking... It's like holding the FA Cup, right? It'd be mm. shit if it was this big. It's supposed to be something you covet. It's got to be gold. It's got to be covered in jewels. It's got to be this big, ornate fucking thing. And when you hold that up in a room, everybody can see it, and everybody can see it glimmering. When it's a ring, and it's just sort of like... And it's on your finger, and you're just sort of going, yeah! It doesn't really have the same I'm, I, I, I applaud... Cody Rhodes for attempting to bring it back through Ring of Honor. I think depending on like depending on how you do it, you can make a bigger deal of it, and the, using it as a weapon and stuff, as as we've seen, um, like over certain points with like the dynamite diamond ring and stuff as well. Uh, it's 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 cool, but again, I I just prefer the visual of like a belt or a trophy, or I mean, even King of the Ring, as hokey as it is, you know, it's somebody's in a crown and a cape, you know, it's like. They've won it. Hey. It's always belts for me. And I'm one that's always likes to think outside the box with the silliness that is wrestling. And I applaud companies for trying different things. Yeah. Like the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Like Cody making the ROH World title a ring for a while. And I go, yeah. Progress, when they launched, had a scepter as the, the world staff, title. right, yeah. And then the tag belts were two halves of a shield. Yeah. And I even then went, I, I love the, 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 uh, the innovation, but... I don't even like trophies. I know. Because Noam Dar's back with the yeah. Heritage Cup. I just think it's clunky. Well, it's the type of thing that you... you I just... You wouldn't bring your trophy out of your house. Once you've got that home, it'd just be there, right? Mm, I wouldn't it, see... I don't see fucking footballers coming out at the start of every game with all the trophies their teams won going. <laughs> they don't, do they? You know, you cover all that in the VT. So I, I think there needs to be a visual signifier... Um, but then does there really need to be if you're not, if it's just a prop, if it's a storyline thing, right? If it's a major, major story, then I think then you go for like a, a belt or something like that. But if it's something else, it's just like, yeah. I think the only other thing that, that sort of cut through that isn't a belt that I've, ha I've, I've enjoyed is the briefcase for Money in the Bank. Yeah, the briefcase works. Briefcase works. Uh, and I encourage all, I don't, if you're an indie promoter and you're trying something, I encourage you to please keep trying new things. I think it's important. To I want a big jar of Bovril <laughs> full of molten gold. <laughs> you pour it over. You find a lucky fan and you just... <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, viscous Bovril all over I mean, it's, it's working, it's working molten gold. It's, it's actually just loads of highlighter pen. No, not highlighter pen. Like, you know, the chrome pens you get. Oh, nice. To like repair little chrome damage, but it's oh. gold. It's just a bucket full of that. Stunning. And you have like a gold crowd. <laughs> and you wrestle in yeah. gold. <laughs> yeah. You, you just pour it, it down yourself. You're I all am slippery and golden. You come out the back end of it looking like a gold version of Rey Mysterio's Silver Surfer gimmick when he came out, like actually during the entrance, and you could see all the handprints where he'd been just rubbing it on. <laughs> yeah. 
did as well. <laughs> that was a time. We get a video recap of Chris Benoit and the Taskmaster's tension over the past few months. Now, this mainly played out on WCW Saturday night. So these videos have been really good. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that because for a long time on Nitro, I guess it was that fear of people switching off. We weren't getting like VTs and many videos. You didn't have packages. time for it. You just didn't have time with, like, with like 45 minutes of time for mm. a, a TV hour. There's just not the time to do it. So I, I think it's one of those things where like the the additional hour was maybe more so to give the entire product a bit more room to breathe. Yeah. And, you know, you get the added benefit of maybe two extra matches and a few interviews or something. So you can really expand the story for anybody you need to at that point. And it helps. It really does mm. help. And I like this. They're competing on Sunday at the Great American Bash. No run-ins and falls count anywhere. We even get a clip of Brian Pillman during this montage, who just signed for the WWF Awkward. that week. Awkward. <laughs> uh, kids have WCW painted on their backs. I feel like that's some very cruel parenting there. Uh, we see them in the front row. They've got the TNT kids. written on their fronts as well. Oh, yeah. no. That's bad. Uh, another video package, this time showing Conan being fucking brilliant uh, in matches with opponents such as Jushin Liger on shows that aren't Nitro. So we can see the, the work he's been putting in away from Nitro. I cannot wait for him to lose this gear. I can't <laughs> wait for him to lose this weird like intergalactic BDSM outfit. Like I, <laughs> I, need, to, I need to see Conan, like proper Conan. I want to see fucking Conan. It is a strange look. It's it's just it's jarring when you know what's following mm. is like one of the coolest gimmicks of the nineties, I'd argue. And he's just sort of still like, I am a like weird multicolored, like <laughs> kinda like neon guy. <laughs> but at the same time, like his wrestling is just insane in ring, so you can't help but like get behind him. So when you get that big character shift for Conan, it's like a big deal for me. It's kind of what they're doing with him, what is what they were hoping with Mr. JL, like this supernatural looking character with this out of this world wrestling yeah. style. I still don't understand why it's just, a, it's, just it's Jerry Lynn, man. It's Jerry, <laughs> Jerry just, Lynn. just, 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 Jerry just Lynn. Mr. JL. Was it a contract thing with Mr. No, JL? No, no, no. So we, when we talked about this a few years ago, so, yeah. It was a partly an idea with, that Jerry Lynn had mm. in the sense that he could recognize the like sort of Power Rangers and such like that were big yeah. at the time. So he wanted to help develop a character yeah. that sort of leaned into that. And that's where Mr. JL came from. So he was very much on board with it. But why wouldn't they give it a different name? I, oh, I the name was shit. The name they was... wanted to, it was something about they wanted to eventually unmask him and re reveal him to be like Jerry Lynn or something, right? And it would be like a big shock moment, which would be cool. But when you call him Mr. JL, it, it's sort of like, eh. The conversation that apparently Call went... Call him like the Mega Ranger, the Wrestle Ranger. <laughs> do something. The hour before Nitro went live, he went. they went, what name do you, what name do you want? And he went, oh, I'm not sure. Um, what name does Bishop want? And Bishop went, oh, well, Mr. JL. <laughs> That's how it came about. He mispronounced the word jail, and it was supposed to be like a, a nails gimmick. <laughs> We've found this monster from the space station in prison. Yeah. JL. It's like Freddy, sorry, Jason in Jason X. <laughs> How are you going to get rid of him? The only way to do it is to blow, blow the, the, the pressurization on this arena. So, but it's equal pressure outside. Well, we're just going to have to make the world a vacuum then. And Imagine then being... You make the whole outside a vacuum for a 10-minute spot. Everybody's got to hold their breath real quick. And then, what? Out he goes. Could you imagine being such a cunt <laughs> that the only way people get rid of you is send you to space <laughs> and blow you up? That'd be really sad. I want to see a 1996 WCW <laughs> backstage like fucking vignette. 
of them wrestling because we've seen the monster trucks on the roof we've seen the insanity but just the idea of like them wrestling him onto like a terrible stage painted like wooden rocket base and then they get him through a door they slam the door shut and then you just see this janky fucking vt of just and it crashes into the moon and then it cuts to mr jl on the moon going i will have my revenge like rita repulsa they just use the footage from that last episode of reboot where he gets blasted off banging show though oh it was wasn't it it was i loved it um Conan is chatting to Mean Gene backstage. Speaking of banging shows. Um, we didn't even get into it. No. <laughs> mean Gene introducing Conan, which is a nice little factoid. The only ever, the only Latin US champion in history. Nice. Nice. Uh, he's facing El Gato from South America on Sunday. Lovely. Conan tells Gato he's come to the US. He has, uh, Conan, to prove himself. And, like, and, and Gato should do the same. He says, any apathy on your part will lead to your demise. Deep. Deep that. See you, see you Sunday, El Gato. Why aren't they doing it on the moon? <laughs> He's such a cunt. We have to <laughs> we send him to the moon and get blown up. <laughs> they could have the moon dome. You know, we could do a whole gimmick. Oh. Up next, the man called Sting faces the man called Meng. <laughs> Imagine if Meng was just called Ming. Like, as in, oh, it's Minging. This is just minging. <laughs> oh, he's and his gimmick was just that he had, he had like a bit of mustard on his shirt. And he just, you know, he was just a bit a bit gross. Are we giving Ming the Bastion Booger again? <laughs> not quite as bad. Ming walks past and people go, oh. Like the messy element of Bastion Booger, not so much the stuff in his face. <laughs> and being a caricature. So he's got crisps in his beard. Yeah. Just- you know, he comes Big down with behind like, his ear. He's, he's got like a Frey Bento's pie that's half finished. He's walking out with, puts it down on the side. <laughs> Holds in his shoes. As he's wrestling, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Just, I need a quick break, ref. And the ref's like, all right, all right, I'll permit it. And he just goes and gets a fork full of the Frey Bento's. <laughs> Dribbles all down his face and onto his tights. <laughs> Ming. Why won't anybody <laughs> give us a promotion? I don't know, mate. <laughs> It's a competitive warm-up match for Sting, who's facing Regal on Sunday. Zabisco calls Sting a crybaby because of the way that he reacted to being slapped by Regal. <laughs> we'll see he was a crybaby at the pay-per-view. Um, <laughs> Larry. <laughs> fucking Larry. Who do you think you are, Your Larry? name is Larry. Not that there's anything wrong with Larry's. Main dominates, uh, and midway through, he does this thing where Sting is just dead, and he just constantly chops the back of Sting's neck. Yeah. And it's things like flopping like a fish. If you hit it hard enough, eventually it'll be like that. You just kind of go, boop. Oh, he's just trying to cut through. Yeah. Just pass through his head. Win by decapitation. <laughs> uh, Sting fights back a huge crossbody. Some lovely beefy clotheslines. Uh, when Maine takes one final attempt to shut Sting down, he does so by going up to the top rope. Unusual territory for Maine. He don't go at the top rope. And Sting knows this. And Sting knocks him off the top rope and he catches his balls on the top rope. Crotches him. Crotched him. And he falls to the ground and Sting sees the opportunity, whacks the scorpion deathlock on. And after a couple of minutes, Meng taps out. A couple of seconds, rather. Meng taps out. Yeah, he, he didn't even really fully get the, the hold on. It was no. like Meng just went, nope, 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 nope. Even on commentary, they went, oh, he hasn't quite applied it properly yeah. yet. Oh, I guess he has, because he's tapping out. Didn't like Meng submitting. No, it felt odd. Mm. I was hoping for more like, you know, they, they do the whole I quit thing. Like before WWF. 
Fucking Bret Hart Austin. Meng Sting on a random Nitro. Jeez. The, 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 the guts and glory of Sting yeah. versus literally the man who will never quit. Yeah. And Meng just bites Sting's nose off at one point. That whole match for two hours. Yeah. It's bleeding and death everywhere. <laughs> Meng just keeps on coming at you. <laughs> my, my soul was lifted because it caught me off guard when I was watching this because I was, I was writing something else. And they do the little little bumper into the break. where yeah. they've been, And they've been really good lately, where they've had a little clip of maybe what's coming or a little promo in there. And my ear just went, pring, because I just hear, eh, it's Monday Night Raw. And I went, fucking his haystack's back. <laughs> oh, it's Dave Taylor. Yeah, Dave Taylor. And you, if you get that board out, Duggan, I'll hit you all head with <laughs> Like, yeah! Northern Dave Taylor powerhouse here on Nitro. Uh, he's he's facing Duggan in a minute, and Regal promises later on to beat another rubbish American and bring skill and class to our miserable lives. Thanks, Willie. Appreciate that. I don't think that. he's gonna. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna really. <laughs> I, d- I think Duggan's got this. Oh, I lo- I loved I loved Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Come on, Deborah and Bobby are backstage with Gene Oakland, and Bobby says, "You've been talking to Flair all week. Now you want to talk to him?" And Deborah's like, "I've not been talking to him all week." Oh. Follow me, Tuts, says Bobby. And this was a bit uncomfortable because Flair led Deborah into the horseman's locker room. And then slams the door right in Gene's face yeah. before Gene can get in there with a the camera. And then all you hear is Deborah screaming. Oh. And then out of nowhere, Renegade and Matey Boy pop up. And then they get attacked by Flair and Arn. Uh, and it all just turns into this big, weird brawl. So Deborah leaves the locker room a few seconds after we hear screams, and yeah. she's in tears. And he, uh, not he, and uh, Mean Jean's just like, what have you done to her, Flair? Yeah. And it's, it's really uncomfortable. But it was the renegade and Joe Gomez that just turn up, I think, into like the sort of the casual general locker room area to try and come, not to come to her aid, but to, like, they just go like, oh, are you all right? Yeah. And then Flair and Anderson jump them. We can see Flair put in... Uh, renegade in a figure four and Arn's battering Gomez in the corner. Mm. They were meant to have a tag match tonight. They, they were. were giving a lot of plaudits to event, Gomez. Right? It was meant to be the main yeah. event, like a first outing for Gomez. But if renegade. you take Renegade down before he gets down to the ring with his signature sprint and then his, his, his ring shaking, which he's well known for <laughs> uh, and invented and patented with the US patent office, uh, then he has no power. He's more like a Renegade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dave Taylor is abusing Jeeves as he walks to the ring, just pushes him. Which I think's fair. Jeeves does fuck all for him. <laughs> like, Jeeves, like, how many valets do you see that just stand there and respect the rules, even though they're a heel valet? <laughs> I don't think Jeeves has interfered once in any meaningful way. I'd be firing Jeeves on the spot. What's the get, point? Get out. You Bring in Haystacks. He could be the new Jeeves. <laughs> yes, Squire Taylor. What would you like? Do you really want me to go get your drinks? I've just sat down. <laughs> He's just got his own Jeeves. <laughs> I've made you some dinner and it's fucking beans on Played by again. the old Jeeves. <laughs> The old Jeeves is now the new Jeeves is Jeeves. Yeah. Oh. But he's called Giles, and he's not quite used to it. He's used to Jeeves. So Giles doesn't move. Giles! <laughs> and then he eventually turns around. Yeah. Can you go and make some more baked beans for Dave Taylor? And Dave's like, fucking hell, eh, Stacks? I've had four plates today. I just wanted something, something different. to drink. <laughs> Get him a can beans of bitter. A drink. <laughs> can of bitter and some beans on toast. Get your full. Fill, fill you up. <laughs> All he does is make beans on toast for Dave Taylor. Yeah, so we've got Dave Taylor versus oh, yes. the pride of Italy. <laughs> Jim Duggaroni Pizza. That's his gimmick, right? <laughs> what a twist. Ba-dum, 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 yeah, ba-dum, and he comes. He's got a baguette instead of a two by not a baguette, uh, like a big breadstick instead of a two by four, <laughs> or a handful of a handful of like spaghetti, but t- together so it it hurts. He's now got a valet called Olive Garden. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, easy. It's... He's got slick back hair. He's wearing like a nice, like fashionable outfit. I Jim just... Duggan, the Italian hero, would I, be amazing. I love that they could. I wish they'd have done that. Without referencing it, <laughs> just sent him out there as Italian hero Jim Duggarino. And it was just like... That's well, Jim Duggaroni pizza. Sorry, actually. Jim Duggaroni pizza. double-barreled surname. <laughs> Jim Duggaroni pizza. And there's his, his valet Olive Garden as normal. <laughs> Crowd are like, <okay>. What? <laughs> Breaking news. He's got a hot cup of like garlic. Like garlic oil. <laughs> Throwing it in his opponent's face. Oh, Christ! <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> Hot oil! All of a sudden, the referee, referee goes down and whips out like a, a deli slicer. Starts, <laughs> turns Dave Taylor into Parma ham. <laughs> why do you never do nine pitches? This is why. The fucking show. I'm not allowed to do them anymore because Mate, of the- You hear the state of our nine pitches on Sunday for Roman Reigns and now he's losing the title. You're welcome in that audience. Get in there. Yeah. Some bullshit. You don't do nine <laughs> pitches. So Jim Duggarino Pizza, Duggaroni Pizza, 
and Dave Taylor get underway. Breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, Gomez and Renegade are fucked. They're not fighting tonight. But Leg Luger and Steng have accepted the challenge to replace them and they'll put the world tag team titles on the line as well. Which is a very noble babyface move. But very. It's a, it's a fucking stupid one. It's, it's, it stains his mind Especially working. Especially going up against the horseman. <laughs> the horseman with Liz and woman on the outside. And, and that's that. Them odds are stacked, man. And Sting's already wrestled. Luger's got giant on Sunday. Yep. Brave and Lot stupid. Lot at stake. Mm. Lot at stake. I can't remember oh, if it's... God a- bless those American boys. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking American, it hurts. Unlike that Jim Duggaroni pizza. <laughs> Is it around this? I think it's around this point that Jim Duggaroni pizza does indeed get a whopper handful of Dave Taylor's ass. Oh, sorry, Dave Taylor gets a whopper handful of Jim Duggarino it's, pizza. It's like ass. he just. It's like he just grabs like the tights, like you would, <laughs> but for whatever reason, he proper like just goes. And you just see the material just go like stretch like a good clear foot and a half, and it was like whoa. Taylor's here just to batter Duggar. Yeah, good for him. Uh, Taylor, t- Taylor's rough and ready throughout. He eats a three-point stance clothesline at one point, uh, but his foot's on the rope, so don't worry, he's still in the match. Uh, the finish comes with Taylor avoiding a corner attack from Duggan, steps out of the corner and gives the old peace sign to the crowd like he's John fucking Lennon. And as he's doing that, there's Duggan, which I think is one of my favourite gimmicks of 96 WCW. Duggan whips out the old tape, starts taping up his fist, and as uh, Taylor turns round, whoppa! One, two, three, Duggan knocks him out and pins him. I've really warmed to the tape fist thing. I'll tell you when I warmed to it. It was when Duggan was fighting the Giant and we'd already established that he was a tape fist master and his grandma was as well and he won a couple of matches Big with Italian it. tradition. Big Italian tradition in the family. And, uh, and it was as Giant was picking him up, uh, you saw Duggan start wrapping his fist. Yeah. And we're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But he didn't get it on in time and Giant pinned him. But yeah. I was like, I love that now is a thing. And it's my favorite thing about Jim Duggan. You only like it because after every victory with it, he stands up and screams, now that's a spicy pizza. <laughs> and he runs out. And that's it. Not even a spicy meatball. A spicy pizza. Not even in an, an Italian accent or anything. <laughs> like He's just really half in the gimmick. Does Jim Duggan just go backstage and just go... <laughs> Why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah. I mean... Bishop, I've got old glory in my bag and my blue trunks. It's like get out there in your in your in your cooking attire. <laughs> Eric, can we chat? Like, I just... <laughs> is this a chef boyardee thing? He's not even Italian. Are we doing a European tour? Yes, and we're going everywhere but Italy. <laughs> we could go to it. No, <laughs> no, Jim. No, no. You, we're not going to Italy. You can take personal time if you want once you get back, <laughs> but you're not leaving yeah, the tour. <laughs> can't leave while we're in Europe. You have to come home. We've already booked that flight home. We're not giving it to somebody else. (laughs) You've got to get back on that plane with your family and then immediately fly back to Italy. (laughs) Otherwise, you're fired. Like, if we have to fuck around in the airport for you, we'll get you a transport home. We've cancelled your spot on the coach and we've burned your house down. So you've got nowhere to go. You've You've got to wait at the airport for your family and go straight back to Italy, Jim. Should I tell you one of the reasons why I love doing but you this better podcast? Be in fucking, you better be in Memphis for Nitro on Monday. <laughs> we need you in Memphis the night before. <laughs> the night before we get back, you better be yeah. in Memphis. What are we, what are we doing on Nitro? Two-minute squash at the end of the night. Well, can I come late? No. But we're, all, we're all in Italy on this tour. How can Nitro be happening? It's like you're needed in Memphis. Get to Memphis <laughs> now. Just finding reasons to sit <laughs> Oh, 
all he wants. And the entire time they're like, God, if we just had an American hero gimmick, Hulk Hogan's not here. Who can we put out there? John Tenter, you can go be an American Canadian hero. Meng, get out there, Duggan, give him your gear. You're right, Tenter, in the Italian gear, giving it all glory. You're right, Duggan, we need an American hero. Take out your two before an old glory and give it to Tenter. <laughs> I and want the trunks and the <laughs> trunks. And Tenter's like, what? Take your pants off. <laughs> One thing I love about doing this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you know, what do you call it? A fucking, oh, shit. Like a, like a uh, vest, like a, like a street like vest. Like a cooking. Uh, an apron. An apron, yeah. Say, <laughs> <laughs> kiss Adela Sheffer. <laughs> kiss the Duckaroon. <laughs> And a frozen pizza in his hand. <laughs> Kiss the gym. Kiss. <laughs> my favourite part of doing these podcasts with you, one of my many favourite parts, is when we've got on these flights of fancy where we make life even more awkward than it really is and, and go out of our way to make life as difficult as possible for someone for no reason. <laughs> Why not? I like it. It's one of my favourite parts. Where we just go, right, Jim, you're an Italian now. <laughs> no reason. Get out there. Can I do things that will enhance my character? No. <laughs> no Can I go somewhere where I'll be over? No. <laughs> we, will, we will permit you cookware on a small table by the ring, but you're never allowed to address it, look at it, touch it, interact with it during a match at all. <laughs> it's got a big cardboard cut out of you. The crowd are all like, what's this, Jim? Every time it goes past, but it's never once mentioned. At one point, he walks towards it and picks up some salami and cuts a break. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they get a, an actual company off the ground to make pasta sauce for Jim Duggaroni pizza. Uh, and they feel that Jim Duggan isn't the right face for the brand, so they hire Hulk Hogan instead. <laughs> and Hulk Hogan plays Jim Duggaroni pizza in the adverts. <laughs> It's me, brother. Jim Duggaroni Pizza. But we tell Jim that the auditions are like in two Say days' your time. Eat your breadsticks. Sorry, Jim, we get into Hogan. You didn't turn up for the audition. I'm on time. Now it's two days ago. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> we get a video package of Dean Malenko showing off his exquisite brand of wrestling. Yes. Again, now we've got room to breathe on Nitro. We can do shit Look at all like the this. shit you could be seeing, but instead you're getting a night of squashes. Let's have a look at what you got to want. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Gene chatting <laughs> so with... So far, <laughs> Nitro's been a fantastic advert for Saturday night. And Italian food. Yeah. Uh, me and Gene is chatting with Jimmy Hart and Big Bubba. I've got pasta in the fridge when I get home. Oh, oh yes. Look at that. How, what are you making, how are you making it? Uh, how am I making it? Yeah, well, you take the pasta. No, I know that bit. What are you putting? You're putting like mushrooms with it. You're putting some, yeah, some probably beef some, with some, it. Probably some ham, some uh, some mushrooms. Maybe a little bit of maybe a little bit of uh, You've You got a little. little bit I've got some hard cheese. Nice. Some of the bad boy on the go. And then you take it all, put it between a big old slice of bread. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and yeah, you, you cut it into the shape of Jim Duggan. <laughs> you call it the Duggaroni sandwich, which was the, the pasta mania's big dish. Apparently, you apparently cook your pasta, cover it in all your like your spices and stuff, stick it in the fryer, the air fryer. Stick it in the air fryer? Mm. Crunchy pasta. Crunchy shapes. pasta. Crunchy pasta shapes. Oh, like, oh, okay, I get it now. Crunchy they turn pasta. into like what, like, um, kind of like uh, French fry crisps? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you're well. You're welcome, America. I wonder if you can make a blooming onion in an air fryer. If you can, I'll be dead this time next week. Because um, <laughs> they're about five thousand calories a piece. But uh, yeah, they're as healthy as being hit by a car. I've got a couple of onions at home. Just chuck it in, see what happens. Mm. It's the worst case scenario, you die, I guess. 
Um, Bubba is showing That's off some cool. of John Tenter's hair, which is weird that he's still got it. Yeah, he rubs it on himself. <laughs> he does rub it down himself. Sniffs it. <laughs> Eats a few pieces of it. Weird. He, he, look, if he eats it, he imbues John Tenter's sumo skills into Big Bubba. <laughs> and if anything, you're making B- Big Bubba more powerful. So is Big Bubba Kirby? <laughs> Maybe. She inhales wrestlers and absorbs their powers. Well, he inhaled a prison officer, and then he was able to impersonate a prison officer and escape Cobb County, Georgia. Oh. Then he ended up in the in the McMahon Penitentiary for a bit. Um, but then he was able to escape that and return back to Georgia, uh, where he's now on the lam. Sam Driver conspiracy theories. Yeah. Dot com. I mean, it's not a conspiracy. It's, it's all there on Wikipedia. Could you put lamb in the air fryer? Um. You can put anything in the air fryer. Bubba, you can we- make American bacon in an air fryer where it's Ooh. just cremated. Oh, yeah. Are you a pink bacon man? Are you? A- I don't like it pink, but I don't like it like where it's just thin. Oh, see, I, like, I like my bacon to be like Garbage. cremated. Oh. I like my bacon to be like just just as smoky as possible and as 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 crispy as possible. Mm, like Canadian style. Yeah. Okay, it's okay. It's on you. Bubba tells John Tenter. You say you're not a fish. Well, you look like half a man with that haircut, and I'm going to leave you like a beached whale at the Great American Bash, and we'll yeah. throw you out with the trash. <laughs> Poor whale getting chucked out with the trash. Uh, and then it was, well, all I've got here for my notes, how dare you shave the tent? He was not a fish. He is a man. That was, <laughs> me and Gene said that really. It's like, he was not a fish. He is a man. <laughs> As if we went, oh. He was, he wasn't a fish? But you told me it was a shark. Next thing you'll tell me, Jim Duggaroni Pizza isn't Italian. <laughs> Imagine they, they, <laughs> they were insistent on kayfabe. It's like, Tenta, yeah, where do you live right now? <laughs> well, me and my family, we've got a nice, you know, uh, five-bed little house outside. Of, uh, we've got a bit of land, you know, we're, we're just having a lovely time. Yeah, uh, lovely. It's great. It's great. Yeah, no, you're fucking selling that. You're getting a swimming pool and that's where you live now. <laughs> what? You and your family, you all live in the swimming pools. So well, the shark wouldn't be married to, to a human and he wouldn't have human children. You're all sharks. <laughs> he, he turns up to Nitro with like all his skin like wrinkly. Yeah. Like Just I'm soaking sorry. wet. You look awful, Jim. You smell of chlorine. You look awful, John. I'm living in a swimming pool like you told me to. You can't wrestle like that. <laughs> Get back in your pool. We'll call you next week. <laughs> I've never been in a pool that wet. I don't know anybody that has, John. <laughs> John, we walked past your place the other day. Notice your head was above water. <laughs> Sharks can't do that, John. <laughs> Can they we die. please insist that you spend your time underwater? John, you also need to keep moving forward. Sharks, even when they sleep, they move. You've got to train yourself. <laughs> Poor John. Tenter. Yeah, if you get knocked out in that ring, you better still be wriggling. This is the saddest part of his autobiography. <laughs> the and shark. he wanted me to sell my house and buy a pool. The shark years. <laughs> Why all these wrestlers say yes? Well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? At that point, the money's got to be dignity. The money's got to be good. Like it's it's more of a traveling show these in these times, right? Like it's more you you just kind of it, it's cartoony and it's it's very much for the children still. The kids, yeah, it's for the kids. Uh, Scott Norton now Jim Mean Gene has teleported to the ramp, and he's chatting with Scott Norton now. We get a recap of last week's. We had Giant versus Ice Train. Ice Train wins dead quick. Norton comes to his rescue and takes two choke slams. And Norton's like, "Hey, I took two of them last week. I ain't scared. Let's get it on." And, and he sprints to the ring. He sprints to the ring. Scott Norton 
Flash, Scott Norton versus the Giants. Which should be an absolute barn burner. But at the same time, uh, Scott Norton gets in the ring and then it's just really awkward because he stands there uh, because it's our two, everybody. Honk, honk, it's our two. Honk, 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 honk. There's a random truck horn. Honk, <laughs> it's our two. It's Terry And Goose. it's like, here comes the Giant. He only needs one word, the Giant. <laughs> And I was like, this this was perfect. I know that is the only time on Nitro tonight <laughs> that somebody will make a massive grammatical error. <laughs> Wink. Um, I'm glad they timed it properly this time where we didn't just have fireworks midway through a fucking match. Yeah. And also, quite an exciting start if you've just flicked over from Raw to see, whoa, bloody hell, Giants walking out. That's a treat. Uh, Scott's waiting in the ring as the pyro goes off. Here comes the Giant. Bischoff and Heenan ringside now. Tony and Larry have gone to the showers. Norton goes for it from the off. Oof, straight in the corner, fighting him off, but he's overwhelmed with a big old white power slam. That looked nice. Yeah. Norton gives it socks in this short but but flirtatious effort. Some big splashes in the corner, but he gets booted out of the corner, choke slammed on the floor, uh, on the concrete floor of the apron ringside. And terrible, terrible state of rolled affairs. Rolled back in, and then that's... Uh, Pinned him, that's it. That's it. The giant Just manhandled Scott Norton like an elephant tried to open a cling-filmed sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's... At a Coltex Cultaholic clip, that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but, like, I mean, it, it was odd, because... I, the Giants are beast, and yeah, we got a pay per view around the corner. But like, come, it's Scott Scott Norton. We've seen him be more explosive than this. Yeah, I would like Scott Norton to have had a bit more time. And if you couldn't yeah. give him more time tonight, do it another week, and and have these two be a bit more competitive. I think you got an opportunity with Scott Norton to do that, but they didn't. And then here comes flipping leg Luger, bolts to the ring like his ass is on fire, quicker than a whippet with a bum full of dynamite. He gets thrown out of the ring practically immediately. And Giant goes to repeat what he did a few months ago with that choke slam yep. through Ric Flair's VIP table. But it's this time, he gets cut off because Luger has learned his lesson from last time and he hits him with the champagne bucket <laughs> and runs away. So please, to the... To the uh, oh is it, no it, is it uh, is it giant gets to the uh, mic but he's screaming Luger he don't, I don't think he even gets to the mic he gets to the mic at the end of the night yeah but in this bit Luger pegs it and then the Dungeon of Doom come around to check on Giant and he just wails like a child bits 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 yeah and then he storms off up the ramp to find him. I often wonder what happens when you're chasing somebody through the through the end th back through the entranceway. Do they just like as soon as you walk through the entranceway? Do you just regenerate in a random other room? Because they very rarely catch up with them. <laughs> it's just it's like randomized. It, it's like um, what do you call it? procedural gaming? It's like Binding of Isaac. It's never the same. Right. So the, you go through that curtain, you could end up in Arkansas. So that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. There's Binding no dressing room. Yanko. There's no nothing. <laughs> it's just a it's just a it's uh, actually a flat bit of wall it's like when I got a job in the cinema and it was like, I know it's just a flat shitty wall behind the screen but it's exciting what's behind the screen and it's just a flat shitty wall and a corridor and it's like oh that's a shame uh, that ruins everything Luger jumps on the microphone though because we think he's run off up the ramp but he hasn't Giant goes backstage to find him but Luger has somehow bamboozled him and he ends up by the commentation station. He gets the mic and he says, the giant does feel pain. The rule book is out the window at the Great American Bash. I've got a lot more surprises for you from the total package. See you there. Yeah. So Luger's basically just like, at the bash, let's have a fight at the bash. At no the rules bash. at the bash. Well, They've been saying that a couple of times on commentary, talking about no rules. 
I, I highly There should doubt be at it. least a rule. I think there's going to be a rule. Like the bell's got a ring. Yeah. Yeah. A rule. Pin your opponent. It has to happen at the set time in this set general area. It's a weird turn of phrase. I remember watching <laughs> Rebellion 2000. Yeah. Sorry, Rebellion 1999. No, it was Rebellion 2000. Triple H versus The Rock in the main event. Steel cage match for mm -hmm. the WWF title. Tony Chibble saying, it's a steel cage match. The only way to win is to escape by going over the top and both feet hitting the floor or using the door to the side. And in a cage match, there are no rules. You've literally just said to. And you gave the are. option of the door, which means it's a failure. Any cage match which involves a door, I hate. I, I really? just, yeah, I think the door is such a shit. And I know that like people look at like the escape the cage as you're running away from your opponent, but it's like, yeah, but to, to, to literally walk over to the side of the fucking cage and go, Mr. Referee man, open the door for me to leave, please. <laughs> and then the referee does all the work for you. No, fucking crawl out over the top and put barbed wire around it. We've been getting away with the door for too long. All I, cages are barbed wire now there's, there's, in the land of Bovril. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called Bovril wire. Yeah. Because we invented it. <laughs> so it's Bovril Wire, yeah. obviously. The only time I think, recently that I thought it worked well was uh, Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, 2020 Christmas Smackdown. Yeah. And basically, I think Kevin had been handcuffed. So Roman, he just had to watch as yeah. Roman stared it's, at him it, and casually I get it. Like from, out of the from ring. From storyline perspective, it's amazing. It's just like a personal gripe. I'm just yeah. a big fan of Cage Escape. I, I think that it, it's, it just adds that extra element of slog. Yes. Where somebody's gonna get it's either pin like or or escape. That's it. Like I I fucking love that. It's nice. Out next, it's Billy Kidman. Looking like a literal twelve year old. He looks like He looks like the one, two, three kid. <laughs> Kidman looks like the one, two, three yes. kid here. High five for same notes. Yes, Queen. Uh, it's a showcase match, however, for his opponent, Stephen Regal. Old Stizzle Rizzle. Stizzle Rizzle. Regal gets some quick near... So uh, Kidman gets some quick near falls and hits us and introduces us to the lovely running corner bulldog. It's car crash time, isn't mm. it? This is the big, hey, exciting... And, it's an, and you know what? Regal's a great guy to be in a situation like this with because he puts a little bit of shine on Kidman initially, gives him some mm -hmm. big moves, but Regal goes, oh, fuck that, gives him a dangerous... Is it a double underhook overhead suplex? Because I couldn't quite... I it's, think... it's all in the hooking of the arms. Yeah. It looked like a double underhook overhead suplex. And he gave it him... And Kidman fucking he landed on his head. Yeah. It was really fucking snug. Uh, shortly after that, Regal, I didn't know he know he had this in his arsenal, gives us a fucking lion tamer. Um, you know, about four months before Chris Jericho turns up. Thief? He gives us the air. Now we know where the walls <laughs> of Jericho came from before it became a Boston crab on Wish. It was from Regal, who did it here. Literally the moment that Billy taps out, Sting bombs to the ring. Yeah, and Sting comes sprinting out because twice in one night's not enough. No. We need three times to hit the ring for Sting. If this was EWR, they would be saying by the road agent's notes, you used Sting too often last night. The crowd got sick of seeing him. <laughs> and his overness would drop. Sting marched to the ring. Slap the shit out of Regal's face. He just pimp slaps him. Pimp just slaps Straight Regal. up pimp slaps him with his ring hand. Just... <laughs> Great. And Regal's face afterwards just looked He can't disgusted. believe it. He cannot believe it. Commentary going, it's the worst thing you can do to an Englishman. I don't know. Privatised healthcare. It's pretty bad. My notes then say here, five matches, five very short run times, time for the nasty boys. <laughs> oh, what a treat. What a wonderful treat. 
We've got, we've had Kidman and Regal who can go the distance. We had Sting and Meng that could have gone the distance. Damn Dallas Page and Jim Powers could go the distance. Booker and Steiner could certainly go the distance. No, when you're talking about matches that you want to spread, that you want to get a good advert there jammed in the middle of them because they're just so hot you can't resist, but stay and watch the shitty adverts to get back to the match, you immediately think of Nasty Boys. And that's what happens here, our next match. Uh, it immediately goes outside the ring and becomes a schmoz. They get that multi-cam action. They get one point. Double not, vision! It's just it just a try, make it exciting. It's a slow, plodding brawl. At one point, I think Sags gets his own jacket put over his head so he yeah, can get wailed and he, on. And then he stands up like an Undertaker sitting up. It was really weird. Crashing like with his coat still on. They crash and fly over the barricade. I must admit, I drifted off a bit during watching this one. Didn't really set my world on fire. Uh, order gets restored, and oh my God, the match becomes even more boring when they play the rules properly. Yeah. Slows right down. We get a pile driver into an ad break where we get a glacier fill. Yep. So Blood runs cold. Glaciers coming. <laughs> Everybody. Add your kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this match goes through an ad break because that's going to make you want to come back. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a it's just a plodding brawl with the exception. I didn't any other moves that popped up to you because the power drive is no, a good I, shout. The ending was pretty um, interesting uh, when it, it sort of. Spills, I like the ending. Yeah, I guess to like kind of back into more of a brawly feel, I think, which is what I'm, I want out of these, right? Mm. You know, I, I kind of chat on it there because it was like the match that gets the ad break, but like, or the first one that gets the ad break in the evening. But it was just like, I, I just want car crash out of these people. I don't so much give a shit about get back in the ring and throw a hold. Like the crowd love when they're using tables and weapons. They love when they're using tables and weapons. They clearly have a lot more fun brawling than they do with the actual in-ring back and forth. Let them brawl. Yeah, let it, just let them do yeah. that and do it quick. Throw the Legion of Doom in there and you're laughing. It seems like Johnny Grunge takes a powder at the end of this match. Even commentators call him out for leaving. Uh, sorry, sorry, Rocco Rock takes a powder, seemingly leaving Johnny Grunge on his own. But Rocco Rock comes back with a garbage can. Johnny Grunge has got a broken arm. It's all taped up. It's all it? taped up, but they're selling it as a broken arm. Uh, but yeah, he goes and leaves, and it's like, how could you do this to him? Oh, no. Oh, he's got a bin. He's back with the bin. <laughs> and Sags immediately takes the bin off him and just clatters grunge with it. Oh. This match is thrown out. <laughs> yeah, and then and then the bin comes really flying back into the ring from the outside toward uh, <laughs> toward old Sags. Uh, it felt like maybe that that had been a little bit too uh, hard on the initial impact of the bin. Suggesting they're a little bit too harsh. It was uh, commentary going, and look at the state of the trash can. Look what Johnny Grunge's skull did to it. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, no wonder that went flying back in. It looked like it was going to sail over and hit the crowd. It was hilarious. Uh, this was bollocks. <laughs> I just, I just, I get nothing out of Nasty Boys in Public Enemy. Oh, I, and I then get you the got Sags afterwards going, those punks just got nasticized. I couldn't make out what he said, so I'm glad you picked yeah. it up. So he said something because Bischoff and Heenan were, were expo expositioning over the top of it. We didn't hear it. Yeah, they were expositioning right the way into, and somebody who works here and loves you all very much and uh, can't be here this evening because of personal commitments, but the second he can, he will be back. He is your superhero. He is your savior. Jesus, never heard of him. The person we're about to talk about is Hulk Hogan. Oh. Here's some footage of him being a cool dude. Look at how ripped he is. Look at how tan 
Andy is. The guy's got a motorbike and he knows some famous people. Look at that guy. He's beaten up. He's in the WWF now. He yeah. beat him up earlier. He beat him up so bad he had to fucking leave mm. and go to Stamford. Ooh. It's pretty much the same. It's the same promo as last week. Just a little like, it's hey. It's the exact same clip. Yeah. All the way through. Hogan looking great. See He'll you soon, He'll be back love. one day. <laughs> he's coming back. We promise. And Optimus Prime will return. <laughs> You know, not. And Hulk Hogan, who did not die. Uh, <laughs> Randy Savage is training Kevin Green and Mongo McMichael, you may have heard. We get a lovely video package that tells the story from Flair and Arn calling out the sporty boys and him and Flair getting a bit lechy with Deborah. Yeah. Uh, to Sa- to Heenan becoming a coach. Savage being brought in as a ringer, as a coach for Mongo and for Kevin Green, and Heenan is disgusted with this, and Heenan's terrified of this, because like, and, and Heenan exposes why a little later on in the night. And then we get some in-ring stuff, briefly, as they're in a gym with a wrestling ring, and here's my Randy Savage to teach him some wrestling. Randy Savage had about 58 seconds of spare time, it felt. Because <laughs> it was it's just like, it's Macho Man! And then really quickly cut into just a load of stuff, and then it's like, <laughs> that's all you're getting. And, uh, and it, I think if this had been right, so what we got was Savage getting in the ring and going, you can't be too intense and you can't be too quick. So they're expecting you to be explosive. So you got to learn to wrestle. And they went, yeah, wrestle. <laughs> Teach us to wrestle, Randy. That's what they did. If they were going to be realistic, Savage would have come in and gone, all right, so there's the script. There's the scripts. <laughs> Do these moves verbatim. They, we'll get yeah. them into practice later. They just, they just done the WWE. This is Brian Kendrick. He knows all of your parts for this match. <laughs> do what he does. Follow what he does. Just, just step by step. Learn the match. Just do that ten times. I don't think then... it's Kendrick that they did that. There was somebody that was recently brought up where it was like, oh, like they they basically kind of step by stepped it by uh, teaching. It was. I know we talked about it in the Wrestling World Cup video. Yeah. And it was Floyd Mayweather being step by step taught by Matt Seidel. That was it. Because they yeah. were roughly the same size. Yeah. So Matt Seidel kind of went through the motions of the match with Big Show, and Floyd just had to kind of. Um, ghost mirror in. Mm. And, uh, and it's a banging cool. video by that, by the way. If you've not seen oh, it yeah, yet, the uh, WrestleMania World Cup, we're going to be probably doing it for a, a whole bunch more things. Oh, God, uh, yeah. But it was, yeah, as a concept, I think it was something fresh and uh, hope you all check it out. Nice proof of concept was the Cultaholic mm. Wrestling World Cup, WrestleMania World Cup, youtube.com slash Cultaholic of the channel. You're very welcome. Main event o'clock, uh, we were going to get Renegade and Joe Gomez, the new friends, against Ric Flair and Arn Anderson, but that is not happening. So no, instead, no. we have to slum it with Sting and Leg Luger. <laughs> not even Jim Duggaroni Pizza. Not even Jim Duggaroni <laughs> Pizza can save this night. We've got, yeah, it's, it's, it's I don't know. This, this seems like a waste of time when we could have had, you know, Joe Luger Gomez and out. Renegade. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're so right, love. Uh, I've seen this match a hundred times. Yeah. We've seen it every week for the last year. Slight twist I to this see, one. I want to see Duggan coming down with a big old pizza flipper. <laughs> get Flair, flip him over, pin him. He finishes the pizza flipper. He's got Arn, he's, he's throwing him. He puts he puts Arn into like a, a, a pasta roller, you know? <laughs> it's all going to be insensitive because, of course, like it's just going to be like WCW going Italian people pizza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not going to be kind of refined in any way, but I reckon flipping him over. We've seen the pizza guy gimmick work in the modern age. Jim Duggan with Arn Anderson spinning him. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> Getting Luigi Primo. Yeah. As a, as a, as a, he's, Luigi Primo claims to be the son of Jim Duggan. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't um, think you need a claim when your skills are that good. It's that quite obvious. True. There is one difference. There's one tweak. There's one wrinkle that's different to this norm. This normal. Uh, setup, and that yeah. is Luger looks really fucking strong in it because yeah. he has to because he's fighting the giant. He's on fighting Sunday. the giant Sunday. He's got like the big baby face sort of spot. Every baby face spot, with the exception yeah. of a couple for Sting, belongs to Luger. Every yeah. hot tag, like big old hot tags. Mm. Um, Bischoff wants you to tell us about your nitro parties. Tells us on commentary. Are you having a nitro party? You getting your mates round to your squalid bedsit? No, but next week we are. Are we having a nitro party next I week? Yeah, let's just bring in like 14 people. <laughs> and let's just try and do the podcast and get obliterated <laughs> drunk. <laughs> let's just bring in like a small gag anytime they make noise. Will you shut up? Should we go a little try to record? Let's go to little buildings and have a nitro party. No, no, it needs to be like a, a living room. Oh, okay. It's let's a party. Let's go little buildings and have a nitro party. I'm not doing a party in a venue, Tom. That's too corporate. <laughs> it's very too You, it's... you dirty corporate sellout <laughs> whore. I'm done. <laughs> you talk about the main event. Go on. Multiple bayouts. I just wanted to throw a party in, in my box room <laughs> with the rotten windows. But no. Mr. Campbell's too good for that. There's no finish to this match, surprisingly. Because the giant turns up and him and Luger start brawling. Giant forearms Luger, goes for a choke slam. However, he's staved by Scott Steiner. But if Luger beats Giant tonight then we know he can do it. So surely everybody be in a great mood at Bash, waiting for Luger to beat Giant, only for Jim Duggaroni Pizza to take Luger out, and then Luger comes in, sorry, Duggaroni Pizza comes in and takes the goal. That should, I mean, it might happen. We have not seen it yet. <laughs> All right, enough shit from me. Let's go. No, I want more Jim Duggaroni. No, you don't get out of that easily. Jim Duggaroni Pizza shit is what we live for in this world. I would be, I would have been happier with Jim Duggaroni Pizza running out and fighting everybody. Then weirdly Scott Steiner, and then I realised, oh wait, didn't they have a brawl with the giant yeah. a week ago? So, so there's some kind reason of tied behind yeah, it, yeah. right? Uh, all three managed to repel the giant with some shitty wooden chairs. Giant gets on the mic and tells Luger once again, "There's that key word, no rules at the Great yeah. American Bash," and he promises that Luger's going out on a stretcher. Yeah, like no matter what, he's mm. like going out on a stretcher. We come to the final part of the evening, the main event of the evening, as many would say who have experienced Nitro during the past. Bobby Heenan is furious. He's brilliant here. Uh, he says that Savage, uh, he says, if you think Savage is going to give him the hiding of his life at the bash, the whole world is wrong. And he appeals to Savage in a really angry way, saying, I've got no issue with you. I was paid through Ric Flair, not from the blood money from your wife, your yeah. ex-wife. This is, you know, my, your fight is with Rick, not with me. And as he's talking, he suddenly just looks horrified off to the and side. Then, yep. And then he's fucking just gone. disappears. And Bischoff's like, oh yeah, you're running away, are you, you coward? And then he realizes what he's running away from. And fucking Scott Hall is here. And Scott Hall is there. Has nothing to say. Smiling away at Bischoff. Mm. And Bischoff says, hey, you said there was going to be a big surprise. Big Where's man. your big huh? surprise? Huh? Where's your big surprise, Scott? Yeah, huh? come on, huh? you dickhead. Huh? Camera pans back. And Scott's just like... And off to the other side, the opposite side of Bischoff, in his little cat, in his T-shirt. It's fucking petrol, isn't it? <laughs> Big Daddy Cool Petrol. We better say the line together. Okay. Diesel's here, by the way. It's fucking Kevin Nash. I've written what he said. So right. I'll point you when we join him with the line. Yeah. Kevin Nash's first words. Point Diesel's point. first words on WCW television. You've been out here for six months running your mouth. This is where the big boys play, huh? Look, Look at, at the, the adjective. adjective play <laughs> in Kev's head. He must have gone fuck. <laughs> you said last week 
He said last week he was going to bring somebody out here. Well, I'm here. You still don't have your three people for this match. You know why? Because nobody wants to face us. This show is as interesting as Marge Schott reading excerpts from Mein Kampf. I think she was a so, baseball executive. Just squeezing a Mein Kampf reference. In. Uh, that's lost. It is a woefully boring book. Uh, I've had to study it before in school. A little parts of it. It's, it's very boring. I thought he became like a bit of a rock star off the back of it. What? Hitler, because because uh, this is uh, this is before he became the. the uh, sorry, I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" No, 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 uh, no, no I don't I'm think Hitler. No. Uh, no, like I listen to real dictators, and they talk about how Hitler, after the back of this book, became like a bit of a like like yeah. He, he get like love letters from people all the time. But, but for for the for the hype surrounding it, for everything it did at the time in mm. Germany uh, and with the people that were supporting him at the time, um, it is a woefully shit, boring book where it's just like, <laughs> here's how I do things differently. You're here and promoting your new where? book. <laughs> here's like all of the stuff I've been, it's, it just goes on. Is that not, <coughs> is that not Prince Harry's book? <laughs> it's just, yeah, basically. Oh Christ. <clears throat> so Marge Shot, the executive from baseball, uh, reading excerpts from Mein Kampf. That line, thank God, thank God that uh, Kevin Nash ruined the grammar because I feel like people would focus on that line had he not. Oh no! Like the, I think it was it was something that would just get thrown into references all the time. I'm sure it's been mm -hmm. referenced on The Simpsons. It's been referenced like loads oh, of fair places. Enough. Yeah. And he says to Bischoff, "You couldn't get a paleontologist to get some of these fossils together. Nice. Couldn't get enough people off dialysis to form a team. Where's Hogan? That Good. old fuck. Where's Hogan? Eh? I'd never want to work with him. Certainly not be in a team with him. Definitely not. <laughs> Apparently, Hogan, old according bastard. to Kevin Nash, is doing an episode of Blunder in Paradise. Oh, sick oh! burn, Kevin." Pew, 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 pew. We're shooting, cowboy. It, it doesn't matter. Like, him just being there was the coolest thing in the world. Like, he could have just turned up and gone like, Blah! and I'd have still been going, ah, it's diesel. Still amazing. It's macho doing a Slim Jim commercial. <laughs> to which Eric Bischoff finally says, look, I'm going to the head office tomorrow at nine o'clock. I'm going to meet in the head office and then come to the bash on Sunday. And, and if you want to fight, you'll have a fight. I'll find the three people at mm. the bash. Let's do this at the bash. The bash, which is coming up on Sunday. So there's nothing happening beforehand except Saturday night. But you're not going to see what Nitro stuff's going to happen until Nitro, which is after the event on Sunday. So make sure you tune in on Sunday and make sure you two guys turn up on Sunday because we want you to be at the bash for a big match on Sunday. Because you've got Sunday, a third Sunday. guy as well, haven't you, right? Because you're wanting to go against three people, which means you've probably got a third guy for Sunday. The bash on Sunday, we're not going to see this match for another month. Hey, Ma, I best buy the bash on Sunday. Yeah, that, that was it. It was like, oh, we got to, we got to buy the definitely having a bash on Sunday. And the match, the match isn't happening at the bash. No. It's happening at a bash, but it's not happening at the bash. The bash. Someone missed the memo. But that's Kevin Nash's WCW arrival. Yeah, I liked watching. We it should in have perpetuity. known. We should have known at the halfway point with the horns. Just the, ha, the giveaway. Ha, ha. Yeah, that was the whole thing. That was him arriving. <laughs> they just timed it right with the second hour. Can you get here at this time? Because they know he drives a truck. Mm, and it will be so loud, because obviously the arena is so small, uh, that you would hear a truck outside of it. Because, I mean, just all arenas are like that, right? They are. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's how truck, that's how arenas Somebody are. walks by Newcastle Arena while you're watching, like, Ramstein. You can hear it. <laughs> just all those footsteps echoing along. Disgraceful. <laughs> I don't mind the horns. I also like in the SmackDown review that you'll hear on Saturday. Uh, they're in Montreal, and whenever they're in Montreal, somebody brings a trombone. 
Nice. And it's extra funny when Chris Jericho goes, I'm not, I'm yet to win the big one. And somebody goes, Brrr. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <laughs> now, I, I came into this, I came and sat next to you, Sam, and I went, yeah. I enjoyed Nitro this week. Meh. And I don't think it was the worst, but you weren't a fan. It was five squashes and then a, a fucking extended match that shouldn't have been extended. And mm. then the main event was all right, but it kind of ended meh. It was, it's a big monumental moment to close the show, but I think overall it was, it was just an, like, it was just an all right. Like it was like a meh, it was kind Mm. of a standard week in terms of it being a go home week. But then again, most go home weeks tend to be because it's, it's just the hard sell, right? Yeah. So it's, I guess for me, I was maybe hoping for a little bit more, but why was I expecting that with it being a go home week? So it's more my hang up, I think. I hear you. Because it, it's, it's no different to regular Nitro where it's, you know, five squashes at, you know, two bigger matches. I like the fact that Nitro has more room to breathe and I felt like it in this episode because yeah. we had those video packages that promoted Conan and Dean Ray and, and stuff and yeah, yeah. you'd see footage from like AAA and stuff. It's great. I think, And I like that aspect of it a lot. I think there's more room and I think that's important. Mm. Uh, you'll have loads of room next week because we're doing a watch along, a retro reactions to... Great American Bash 1996. Yeah. The pay-per-view before the storm. Really, isn't it? Nice. We'll be here for that one, and we're going to watch it all in its entirety and give you some details and bits and pieces behind the scenes. That's next week on the Classic Nitro Review. You got anything you're working on you want to shout about? Uh, I'm working on stuff I can't talk about. Oh, how yeah. exciting. Uh, you're streaming tomorrow night, though. Yeah. Twitch.tv slash Cultaholics. See Sam Driver on the Cultaholic Twitch stream on a Friday instead of a Thursday. Yeah. Swap with Fraser. So you if you're listening to this... Um, it's it's already too late. But Fraser's doing my <laughs> slot tonight, so enjoy. No, no, I'll this, see you <laughs> because true story. Because you know, workhorse over here. Yeah. this is going out like almost immediately after we record. Oh, okay then. So there you go. By well, the time you're if you got this, to the end of this, if we just sort of give it another hour and a half, um, <laughs> we could maybe get to the point where they miss uh, the 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 whole thing, and then they'll go, "Oh no, if I'd just known beforehand." <laughs> And I'd be like, well, I told you right wah, at the wah, end. Wah. <laughs> good luck. No. <laughs> Check out Fraser Street. I think he's doing Skyrim. So, yeah. Ah, I love it. Love it. Bork Lesnar. I love Bork Lesnar in Skyrim, and you will as well. And until we're next together, he's at least Sam Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we're at Coldaholic on Twitter. eat shit every week. It's a spicy pepperoni. That's a spicy pizza. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
for all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes. Search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 